Merry Christmas from Journey. Uh, we are so glad that you've taken a moment to, to join us today. And uh, I know as you look around your house, uh, it may be in a little bit of a chaos. Uh, you have all kinds of presents that have been opened. There's, I, I can always remember all of the uh, paper that just starts getting uh, just strewn around the whole whole house, and you'd have to take little breaks uh, to, and someone would come around with a trash bag, stuffing all the uh, the trash in. And um, I can remember being so excited on Christmas morning, you know, just waiting uh, to get up. And it always seemed like the parents uh, slept later on Christmas morning. And um, of course, I, I, I know why that is now that as, as I am a parent, uh, but it was such an exciting moment um, for, for Christmas. And Christmas time just brings about so many different emotions, and there's so many things uh, that are traditions that that we see all around us. And you know, we always talk about this from a, a from a church perspective, a faith perspective. Um, we know what the real meaning of Christmas is. It is about the birth of Christ. It's about God entering into the world in a very new and unique and special way that he was actually born as one of us, um, that he lived his life as we live our lives, um, as, as we uh, grow and mature. And um, he, he lived that life. He understands, he knows what it's like um, to, to walk in our shoes. Um, but yet he was sinless. He lived a life to be modeled. Um, and then he paid the ultimate price so that we, can live our lives for him. And so we know that that is what Christmas is about. One of the things that can easily happen is we get distracted by all of the things that are going on around us, all, all the, uh, the the joyous occasions, all of the um, decorations, um, all the uh, shopping ads, all of those different things can be kind of overwhelming. But I want you to remember this time of year, whether you know it or not, you are actually seeing things that can point you to Christ and that have been symbols pointing us to Christ um, since the, the church began celebrating Christmas. See, the church began celebrating Christmas, set the day at December 25th. There were lots of different reasons for that, um, but celebrated, began celebrating because they knew how important it was to remember this moment, to remember um, and to, to celebrate what Christ did for us, just like we celebrate um, your birthday each and every year. Right? You're special and important each and every day, uh, but there's that one day we, we take time to step back and specifically remember who you are. Well, you know, it's, it's easy for us if we're not careful to kind of just start taking uh, Christ for granted, just kind of go through the routine of life and not step back and remember who he is and what he has done, especially during this time of Christmas. And we live in a culture now, there's all kinds of things competing for our attention uh, at Christmas. Um, but as, as we celebrate Christmas today, and as we know that we'll be celebrating Christmas in 365 short days, um, I want you to think about all the different things that are associated with Christmas that we probably just think are part of the normal Christmas d decor, but yet they were all used intentionally to point us to Christ. 
So if you look at your Christmas tree and you look up at the top of your Christmas tree, very likely um, there is a star at the top of your Christmas tree. Well, why is there a star at the top of the Christmas tree? Well, because that star represents that bright star that shone the night that Jesus was born. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, says, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. So the star being at the top of the tree is a reminder of that star that led the wise men to come and to find the newborn king. Many of us enjoy uh, lots of, uh, of, of food and snacks and candy during Christmas. One of the most familiar is the candy cane. And of course, the candy cane, um, you can just enjoy the peppermint flavor of it, uh, or you can take a moment and look at it and be reminded that Jesus is the good shepherd. See, the candy cane is in the shape uh, of a shepherd's staff, um, and Christ was called the good shepherd. Uh, Luke 2, chapter 8 says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Those shepherds would have had staff that looked just like a candy cane. Uh, right? So as you look at a candy cane, remember that God is the good shepherd, that he takes care of you, that he guides you, that he protects us, that he is the, the ultimate good shepherd. Um, and it, we, we celebrate that on Christmas morning, that he entered into this world for us. You know, Probably right now you, you may have already finished, um, but uh, you've probably opened a few gifts. Right? Why, why do we practice the celebration of gifts? Why do we give gifts to each other? Well, we see the wise men giving gifts to the newborn king. Right? In uh, Matthew 2, verse 11, And when they had opened, uh, uh, opened, they had opened their, appeared, they had opened their treasures, They presented him gifts of gold and frankincense and of myrrh. The gift was showing, and it was a sign of respect. They were showing respect to the newborn king. When we give gifts, we are showing respect to other people, and we are showing them that we love them. Now, that's not the only way. Obviously, there should be many more ways that we show someone that we love them. But a gift is one of the ways that we can do that. So as you are giving gifts, it's important to remember the greatest gift that all of us have been given, and that's the gift of Jesus. That's the forgiveness that we can find in him because of uh, Him, his willingness to go to the cross and to die and rise again for our sake, to pay for our sin. That is the ultimate gift. Now, as you look in your uh, living room right now, if it's like ours, you have a Christmas tree that's right in the middle. Um, and it's still green, but it's, it's getting a little close to the, the end of its usefulness. Uh, but the Christmas tree, a uh, wonderful uh, symbol of Christmas uh, that so many people have. And uh, whether it's fake or real, doesn't matter. Um, there's, uh, Christmas trees uh, are essential to Christmas time. Well, why do we have the Christmas tree? Why was that ever used? Why did that ever become into being? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, a Christmas tree is an evergreen. They, they uh, do not lose their needles. They do not change color. They remain green. 
And that represents the eternal life that we have in God, that we find in Christ because of what he did for us, that, that we ultimately will never die and that we will be present with the Lord forever. Right? So the, the fact that the Christmas tree is uh, an evergreen um, was a symbol of that. Um, also, the, way, the shape of the Christmas tree, what does the shape do? It points. And where is it pointing? It's pointing us to God. It's pointing, to, pointing us to heaven. Um, and uh, that, that was a, uh, has been a, a symbol of eternal life and pointing us to God um, for, for, for many, many years. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. The Christmas tree is an evergreen. Uh, it reminds us of that. Now, um, it, we, this is not as much of a tradition as it, as it used to be, uh, but my girls and I, we enjoy going and uh, we sing Christmas carols to some of uh, the, the hospice patients that I, that I see. Um, but Christmas caroling, um, and, and if, I hope that many of you have had the opportunity at some time to, to get, go on a hayride and do some Christmas caroling. Uh, that that has been part of Christmas. Um, well, why why do we why do we do that? Why where does that come from? Well, the Christmas carolers represent the multitude of angels uh, that sang that night that Jesus was born. In Luke uh, uh, Luke two thirteen and fourteen says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest." Right, so you have this beautiful heavenly choir that is singing and praising God. Um, well, whenever we sing Christmas carols, uh, we are remembering that we are uh, remembering that first Christmas morning uh, when the uh, the heavens were filled um, with the the angels praising God. Then you see in front of me, we uh, had our Christmas Eve service, uh, had the Advent candle that represents the different themes of, of Advent. Uh, you have um, hope and joy and peace and love, and then the Christ candle is at the center. Uh, but candles are always a part of, of Christmas, as well as lights, the, the lights on a house, the lights on a Christmas tree. Um, right? Why, what are, what's the symbolism of those? Well, those were used by the church early on. Um, they represent the light that Jesus has brought into the world. And uh, Luke 1, 79 says, To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. See, Jesus is the light. He is the light of the world. Um, that gives us um, hope. It gives us direction. Um, it uh, pushes back the darkness around us um, and reassures us that we are never alone, that God is always with us. Then, it, of course, you see nativity scenes. Um, it, maybe you have multiple nativity scenes at your house. Um, those nativity scenes, it's very obvious of what that is reminding us of, right? Reminding us of how Jesus entered into this world um, in a manger, um, right? To, to just poor, normal people. There was nothing special about Mary and Joseph except that they were willing to listen to God and they were faithful to God, right? But they were not elite. They were not wealthy. They did not have a lot of power or influence in their society. 
but yet God used them to do something amazing. And when you see those nativity scenes, you're reminded of what God did on that first Christmas morning. The wreath that we see that may be hanging on your door, uh, the wreath is actually um, was uh, used as a reminder of what would be to come for Jesus. As he grew, um, he would go to the cross for us, and that wreath represents the crown of thorns that Jesus uh, was forced to wear when he was crucified. So even as we celebrate Christmas, we are looking forward and we're knowing what Jesus is going to do, that this was just the beginning of something, right? and that he would continue to give and ultimately give his life for you so that you can have life in him. And then there's one other symbol that we have to talk about, and that's Santa Claus. Right? We love Santa Claus. We love the idea of Santa Claus. But do you know the idea of Santa Claus? And, and, and uh, what is one of the names of Santa Claus? It is St. Nicholas. Well, there was a real person um, in way back, it's been like over 1,700 years ago, called St. Nicholas. He was actually born to very wealthy parents who loved the Lord, and they taught him about uh, Jesus, and they were part of the church um, way back then. But then both his parents tragically died um, in a in a pandemic. Um, they died of illness, and so he was orphaned, and he was all alone. But yet he had he had his family's wealth and fortune. And what he wanted to do is he decided he was going to serve the Lord. And so he began uh, working in the church and he became a bishop um, in the in the church. And with his wealth, he would secretly give gifts to those who needed it. One of the traditions is that he uh, there was a, a man who had three daughters. And uh, in that day and time, um, in order for your daughter to marry, you would have to pay. So someone that had three daughters that was poor, it was going to be very difficult for them to make sure that their uh, daughters would, would be able to be married. And, uh, and so St. Nicholas uh, knew this. And so he secretly um, left some money in stockings for each of the three girls so that they could get married. Right? And that that is part of that beautiful tradition uh, of, of Santa Claus, of St. Nicholas, the giving selflessly, giving a, a, of, of what we have to others. And, you know, I, I hope that you take that, uh, the idea of that, of the importance of giving um, to other people, and that you continue to do that throughout the year. Um, and, you know, as we come to a close today, as we prepare for next Christmas, which will be here before we know it, hopefully as we see all the decoration, all the lights, all the festivities, that we never lose sight of what they are pointing us to. They are pointing us to Jesus. You know what? There's so many people that have no idea. They just think it's all wonderful decoration, but it's actually pointing them to Jesus. So as we close our time today, I would encourage you to maybe... Stop opening presents for a little bit longer. Open your Bible to Luke, the second chapter. Read verses 1 through 20. 
and remember that first Christmas morning and what Jesus has done for us, how he entered into this world. He brought light into the darkness. He is our good shepherd. That he has given us new life. Merry Christmas from Journey. And I hope that you have a wonderful morning celebrating with your family today.